0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Inside information on your teams, honest opinion, and the
1: biggest names in sports. It's time, Las Vegas. For the playmakers,
2: our number two of the playmakers, Lindsey Brown is there. I'm Paul Eyhander. Hello. Back in the chairs again. How are you, Joe Ostrowski, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, host of BetQL Daily, will join us at 4:25 ish. Nice. Yesterday we had Chet in that slot. Chet Buchanan, radio hall of famer.
3: The the radio among other the right the Chet. Ring where where we,
2: we were invited to go down there, but I don't know, the weather's going to kind of keep me in.
3: Yeah. And I noticed <laughs> earlier because I maybe it was the end of last week or maybe it was beginning this week. I'm not really sure because time is a social construct. There is snow on the mountains.
2: There is snow on the mountains.
3: Yeah, it's not left yet.
2: That's good. Like yeah, said, you were hoping a day for that.
3: where it doesn't leave off of one particular mountain, at least on the west side.
2: You were hoping for that.
3: I'm not hoping. I was just looking to note it. Right. And now it has been noted.
2: It's noted, right? Noted. <laughs> ching. <laughs> right yes. check check mark highlighter and all that check
3: stuff. mark mark you good good excellent
2: do you drink wine at all
3: sometimes yeah. when i'm feeling extra loose extra fun and extra spendy because loose, barefoot and, the loose, highest of quality barefoot wine yep moscato
2: funny that you say that barefoot wine uh, do you like cookies
3: depends do they have to be cooked
2: no well, no just i'm um, do you like cookies
3: like I said, are they cooked?
2: Oreos. Do you like Oreos? Yes. Are you mixing I'm them told, into a wine? Because I don't want it. I'm told that you like Oreos. They apparently, I'm just reading this right now, Barefoot. You mentioned Barefoot, so you have not heard this story. No. Barefoot has partnered with Oreo to create a cookie-flavored wine. I hate it. Called Barefoot Times Oreo Thins Red Blend.
3: Oreo, you took over the target aisle. Is it? Is it not enough? At some point, Alexander, you got to turn your ass around and go home. Uh, Right?
2: Available on Thursday, Barefoot Wine, referred to as, quote, a wine that will send your taste buds into fits of chocolatey delight.
3: Chocolate wine? Even I think that's gross. Barefoot. And I drink Dirty Shirley's. Times
2: Oreo Thins Red Blend. You get, there's a a delivery, you can buy it online. You get two bottles of wine and a package of Oreo Thins for 25 bucks.
3: Is it Oreo or Oreo Thins? Oreo Thins. That's a different flavor.
2: You get Oreo Thins.
3: Yeah. Uh, not going to be getting in that line. <laughs> just... Not going to be getting in that line at all. thought that was interesting. Gross.
2: Just. Uh...
3: How about people just stick with what they're good at? Why, why do we have to do all of these product crossovers, or why does everybody have to have an app? Like, why does everybody have to have their own thing?
2: Well, no, it was extreme, like a decade ago. Everything was extreme. That's right. Extreme Cheetos. Well, well
3: and we dropped the E on the beginning, or right. we would mix, yeah, it was just an X. Uh, we'd have two different colors of ketchup, and then mix it together for oh, the yeah. extreme ketchup. Do you remember
2: green ketchup? Yeah, I dude, that it, was awesome. Ugh, it was awesome. Like, I mean, it ketchup,
3: was, but it's green. Yeah, it was just, hey, if it makes your kid eat, eat fish sticks, who cares, right? You know I that see, life.
2: Yeah, my kids just eat fish sticks. I don't have to drown them in anything.
3: Oh, I, I had to be bartered with <laughs> pretty much every damn night. There's a lot of staring, there's a lot of power dynamics sure, in that. I'm right. Sure, it didn't play out in my adulthood at all.
2: Well, that's the thing. If broccoli tasted like, you know, gumdrops,
3: I love broccoli as long know. as there's tons of butter on it. I, really I like broccoli. As
2: long as I coat all my plants in something slightly tasty, I actually
3: really like a lot of vegetables. It's just like I don't have the bandwidth to prepare most of them. Or You can
2: eat a lot of vegetables raw. Just wash no, them. That's, that's it. No, washing is not preparation. That's, this is washing. I don't, right? I don't like
3: raw vegetables. The only vegetable I eat raw is carrots baby carrots
2: yeah broccoli no
3: i don't like the i don't like the veggie platters with the raw it, what is no no
2: cauliflower i was pulling
3: pull out some weeds of that oh it's a garden here you go Ra-radishes. chew on that. but that's no. where
2: that's where vegetables come from I you know, know that, right? that like
3: i at least do something with them i mean if i'm gonna pay six bucks for somebody to slice up a piece of fruit if i'm gonna pay 15 for you just to put it here on the yeah, all right you wash them too what's the point
2: sure no i understand where you're coming from on that, i'm
3: right? not peter rabbit ain't here
2: but you need, so you're not a salad person, though. I
3: like salad, but I just like it with romaine, but just the leafy parts, not the like the vein parts where it's like the crunchy. I used to like those, now I don't like it anymore. And then croutons and French dressing, which is basically. Okay, candy so, let- syrup. so <laughs> lettuce, <laughs> amazing. lettuce,
2: French dressing, and croutons.
3: Correct. That
2: is the salad. Correct. Okay, so it's, yeah. I mean, it qualifies as a salad.
3: Not saying I'm doing well.
2: Um, no one said you weren't doing well.
3: Just, uh, hey, just
2: trying to yeah. figure it all no, out here. No, that,
3: that wine crossover, uh, no thanks. All right. But thank you for sharing with the class. <laughs> I thought I would. I appreciate just, it.
2: When, as soon as you hit Barefoot, I was like, oh, she might actually listen to and this. And of
3: course Barefoot would do this, too. Why right. wouldn't they? Well, I think they're one of the more, more popular wine brands, so it makes sense. You
2: laid out there with some uh, Oreo McFlurries. And...
3: No, don't. Just some things need to be left as sacred things. Right.
2: Wine separate from- I haven't had a McFlurry in Oreo. so
3: long. Oh, it sounds nice. Maybe next week. Nope. No, we got to wait for the Christmas gift cards roll, and then we can go to McDonald's every day for like a month and a half.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're coming up on that, aren't we?
3: We are. We are indeed. <laughs> Let's
2: get you football at four.
3: All oh, the footiest of footballs. You don't have anybody in the stable to help yourself up? Well, guess what? You got to go outside of it.
2: So, for a second time or second season, the Washington football team is going Sands veteran quarterback. Fitzmagic is done. He has had hip surgery, which is season ending. So Alex Smith, who is now sitting sidelines with ESPN and all his no hats, tennis shoes, glory he and no hats, it. could now be joined by Ryan Fitzpatrick, who has undergone arthroscopic hip surgery mm-hmm He played in that one game. Remember the one game against the Chargers. And
3: he got injured on that hip, and uh, apparently it's not healing as fast as the team would have hoped, and that would usually uh, go with the course if you're working with a 39-year-old body who's played in the league for over a decade, more closer to the second decade than the first. And, I mean, Taylor Heineke's been uh, a great emotional leader for them. Uh, I'm glad you
2: said that, by the way. Thank you. I'm glad you said emotional leader.
3: Thank you. Because
2: in some cases his on field not quite up to par
3: no but when you're when it's a team like washington where it's not very exciting but for some reason you f- tend to find yourself an exciting result you just need someone to look to you need someone that that wears the heart on their sleeve and will play with the edge and and sometimes you fall over the edge with with that playing but when he laid out towards that pylon last year in that playoff game after signing off the street like three or four weeks sure. ahead of that, I mean, he played for the Vikings for for a chunk of time too. Um, I mean, we've we've brushed on it several times of just, they're not going anywhere fast, so why would they need to get no fast lane with a better quarterback? Like Heineke's perfect for whatever kind of rebuild or restructure that they're going through right now because they find ways to win games they shouldn't.
2: Yeah, they're 6-6. Six and six. They yep. got they got the win over the Raiders, so listen, everyone's like, Paul, they beat the Raiders. I'm like, okay, yep. well, they beat the Raiders.
3: They beat they a couple did. of really good teams. They
2: did. So Fitzpatrick probably done. Let's talk about another quarterback. Minnesota. Yep. Kirk Cousins.
3: $45 million man. Lindsey's
2: forever 2021 punching bag. Yeah. Time to move on from him. And so there are some trade candidates, trade bait that's being thrown out there. Let's see which one you like the best, Lindsay. Okay. The New York Giants. Is there a fit there? Is there a fit there? They're going to move on from. They're going to move on from Daniel Jones. I
3: mean, no. I not that I know of. There's not a whole lot of shared history there. I mean, you could say like, well, if Pat Shermer were still the coach there, but he was the oh, uh, offensive coordinator before Kirk got to the Minnesota Vikings. But you know, Daniel Jones hasn't exactly taken the steps that they would have liked in terms of a young rookie quarterback, or at least on his rookie deal. And maybe they just want to say, hey, we want to have somebody in uh, experience in that position. Maybe we'll get a little bit more out of it, especially if Barkley keeps going out and stuff. I don't hate it, but I don't know what they're going to send back to us. Then yeah, again, they have two f- picks in like the top 10, don't they? There's like four teams that have two picks in the top 10.
2: Yeah, a lot of them do. Yeah. How about the Denver Broncos, where Teddy Bridgewater is...
3: Well, there's that. He's
2: a wild card. There's right that. Now.
3: Teddy Bridgewater aside, you have a lot of connections with the Kubiak family. Gary was the obviously the head coach of that Super Bowl yep. winning team. Um, he was the OC for Minnesota for several years. His son has taken uh, up those duties this year, um, week to week. He's the next. He's the next best uh, Shanahan, younger Shanahan, and then the next one we have to fire him because he just can't. Uh, finding consistency and that's truly the problem so there's definitely shared history lines between those two teams and clearly a need for both of them it's just whether or not Denver wants to keep kicking the can down the road of just be like so you're just going to keep signing these guys to one to two year deals and then bet on Paxton Lynch 2.0 and then that will fail like at some point they have to figure out what a more sustainable option is for them and go that route too. Well, they're
2: five years from trying to figure out sustainable options. The graphic on Sunday night, 10 starting quarterbacks in five years, no playoff appearances since Peyton left.
3: Right, because Elway was picking them, but he's not in that position to do that anymore. And so maybe the guy who is wants to have that chance. But I do know that the upcoming quarterback class for the draft isn't exactly very strong. No, no, and one's, so no one's knocking down doors for the upcoming A lot of one. teams like the, the Panthers, like the Broncos, that for the last couple of seasons have been going with that one two-year deal for the middle-of-the-road quarterbacks probably – do the same a little bit longer.
2: Yeah, you're going to see a lot of mid-round quarterbacks go this year, I think. Yeah, projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. Again, you Stefanski. just started, you started talking about lines being drawn between the Vikings and other teams. The Browns yep. clearly have lines there, too.
3: Stefanski, uh, obviously, was it was a huge part of that recruiting uh, of Kirk Cousins to Minnesota, and he's in his second season with the, the Browns. And so he's a guy that can find success with a lot of different quarterbacks, but he's also a guy that can find success with Case Keenum who makes – a heck of a lot less, which is why the Vikings should have just stuck with him to begin with instead of saying, Case, thanks for bringing us to the NFC Championship the first time that we've done that since, you know, Brett Favre came here because he also showed up last minute. We're going to go sign Kirk Cousins in the offseason because he's, we're, this is, we're a quarterback away. They weren't a quarterback away because Case came as an emotional leader and he led that team to where they went. Kirk Cousins is not. Uh, and so... I, if i'm Stefanski, why why would i why would i trade for a 45 million dollar quarterback when i have one that's just as good and already for cheaper and i can also not burn the bridge to baker mayfield because i again even with the dismal results that they're getting this year because he's playing with a broken wing i don't want to move on from him he's too good of a leader himself
2: the ghost of drew brees lives in new orleans new orleans
3: Taysom Hill's the on answer, Paul. Well, it's, Forty it's is not, just around the corner. We know it's
2: not Taysom Hill. Jameis is on an expiring deal, and so he's—I mean—he's done for the season. And do you think
3: he's done enough for them to sign him long term?
2: I'm not sure.
3: I think somebody will. I think
2: some, someone will give him an someone will give Winston an opportunity. I think they're the he, most
3: likely to do that, though. Yeah,
2: they—they they are. Kirk Cousins could go there, though, restore some faith. There are. I don't clear, know if a lot are, of
3: trading business is going to be getting done between those yeah, but there two are a lot, of, but, there's clear, but
2: you've got clear weapons there in, in, if it were going to happen with the Saints. You have Kamara, obviously, if Thomas can get his head on right and his injury thing's kind of squared away. Well,
3: you if you, you trade a starting superstars. quarterback, you have to get back players that are ready to play now in addition to draft picks, too. Taysom and- Hill. Nope.
2: He's ready to play now.
3: I don't want him if i want people i want people on their defensive side of the ball and i know for a fact that they're not going to want to part for, with those because a lot of those first round picks that they spent a few years ago where they had like four or five is a really big year for them um really got all of this turned around because what were they 6 and 10 for like four straight years for a little bit or something around those lines but it was like it was the kamara draft and it had a lot of those defensive players and i just know that they're not going to trade for them like i said there's not a lot of good times between those two squads and so the trade would be uh a, a tough thing for me to envision going down yeah we
2: probably have to be a defender
3: i'm shocked san francisco's not in that conversation kirk the kirk to younger shanahan is brought up every time the trade deadline goes or anytime kirk cousins is apparently trade bait and why wouldn't they because the lord they're going to move on from him they're already trying to do with trey lance why don't you hedge your bet then again the price tag, it's $45 million. There's not a lot of people that are willing to pay $45 million for an average quarterback, but Minnesota is.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of money there tied up for I sure. I don't
3: think they're going to move on from him. I think if you move on from Spielman and Zimmer, that you need continuity somewhere. Putting new
2: offensive system in place. I, I,
3: I don't want it, but if Zimmer's a defensive guy and a lot of those uh, big-time names are already hurt or are going to be moving on in general, that, this is the thing. Minnesota needs to suck but they, they they do it at the wrong times. Okay,
2: but they're just good enough to <laughs> yeah, not.
3: Just, I don't know why people are so afraid of failure.
2: It's got that Jeff Fisher vibe all over it, don't yeah, you think? Mike Zimmer oh as God. the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, it's it's totally Jeff Fisher oh vibe. God. I'm just going to hang out here and just kind of be good, but not too good, but good enough.
3: Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah, that's a weird bit. It is. Uh, the ESPN's updated Football Power Index suggests the, the most likely Super Bowl matchup, although it's only 10%, is New England-Tampa Bay.
3: The boys in South here are so excited, and they're the only ones that are.
2: And it's in Los Angeles this year.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm like, okay. We've
3: been saving these miles our entire lives for this moment, gentlemen and going ladies. At, going out to Although you're not allowed to come with us because it's a boys' trip. You guys do right. your own thing. You it's guys can only, be in a different hotel room.
2: It's only 10%, though.
3: Just track me on my iPhone. I'm 10%. fine. I promise I'll be back.
2: Some possible playoff clinching this weekend. It involves a number of different scenarios, but the Cardinals with 10 wins can— Get into the postseason pretty quickly this uh this weekend if a couple of things happen. Packers same way, and the aforementioned Bucks as well can also uh, get in with uh. But it's all NFC. It's so not that's AFC. why the
3: Lions are technically still in the playoff hunt Correct. because no one has right. clinched right yet.
2: Well, yeah, technically there could be epic fa- there could be epic failures of all the teams ahead of them, and they would mathematically still be. There in
3: is it. math that adds up to that. There is a reality in which that happens. We just mean. May or may not be in that Sims 4 simulation. (laughs)
2: That's right. Where you pull the ladder out of the pool and watch them flounder until they get tired.
3: Oh. Or worse ways to go.
2: And then they just kind of... Upper
3: body strength apparently wasn't uh, coded into their game.
2: Yeah. Just climb
3: out like the bear meme. You just (sighs) emerge up from the water.
2: (laughs) They just pass out.
3: Yeah. Yeah, you take away the door. I would really
2: enjoy a fast forward to the final two weeks of the season. Yeah. It feels like, and I don't hate the 17 game NFL season. It's because I hate
3: that we're not invested because our team is not invested in the long term narrative. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Part of that, I mean, the AFC West is a strange bit right now. Kansas City's moving into cruise control, it feels like. And while they're not playing some of their best football, they are still playing good enough football to get them out of the AFC West. Chargers need consistency. The Broncos just don't feel like they have a, a stone's throw. And the Raiders are just milk toast.
3: Yeah, I'm. I'm like, I'm thinking. Well, Chargers, their brightest days aren't tomorrow. They're probably metaphorically next week. The Raiders, not sure when those bright days are happening. And then the uh, the Chiefs, they're still in the tanning bed. Not sure how long they're gonna be able to chill in there. Probably not the healthiest because. Eventually, it's going to have to come back around and you're going to have to suck. And guess what? Patrick Mahomes will still be there. And then right. it's not going to be very fun to be number 15 anymore. No, but. They can
2: make sure that the Raiders don't get any yeah. good vibes as and, well. And
3: the Broncos, I mean, I think they're a fortnight away from being good as well. But then again, they're, you get the right quarterback, could be right here.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah no kidding.
3: Yeah, um, they're, they're, there's more, closer ends to the tunnel for everyone else but us.
2: Yeah, that's probably part of the reason, too. Yeah probably part of it just
3: and it's it's what's going on now and then it's the uncertainty of the future because like you have is Derek Carr gonna be here is so-and-so gonna be here are they gonna be you know it's a
2: problem right now I think for me and I I don't maybe maybe others feel this way I'm not sure too but it's getting to the I mean this season specifically and again you're you're probably putting your finger on it and I'm just probably trying to just avoid the obvious that because the Raiders are just struggling and Mm -hmm. but it's got a little bit of that unfortunately for me like NBA vibe where I'm totally jones in on the first part of the season. I'm totally getting it.
3: Wake me up when we're in playoffs. And then
2: I kind of walk away and come back the last couple of weeks. Yeah, In the last couple of weeks, I'm like, yes, let's get into it. We can dissect this. We need some superstar performances. Someone's going to step up, and things are moving. It also could become my fantasy team's like way out of it, too.
3: Yeah, and it's just the holiday season. This is when we start thinking about other priorities, and the more that you have to focus on sports in general, and specifically teams that aren't doing that well. You're just like, what a waste of time. So you just get angry at it. you just have uh a shorter leash for it.
2: Yeah, there there is that. Yep. Oh, it's okay gracious. to feel the
3: way that you feel whether or not you can explain why, it doesn't really matter. It's okay.
2: Yeah, <laughs> whether or not whether or not you can go with it or not. Yeah. Um ahead of the MLS Cup, interestingly enough, this is just coming into us uh just happening today. So Uh, The MLS is playing uh, Saturday. Their MLS Cup is between Portland and New York, New York FC. Mm. Uh, The league, the MLS has expansion hopes. They have 27 teams this year.
3: They just expanded like 10 of them.
2: Charlotte FC becomes the 28th team next year, and St. Louis follows in 2023. The league's plan is to expand to 30 teams. Commissioner Don Garber said today during his address, Las Vegas is the favorite for the 30th expansion.
3: That's very exciting because we were hoping to be at the front of the line a couple years ago when they said, well, this is our last kind of wave of expansion, but then COVID changed a lot of that. And so um, great news. Sometimes there are silver linings to every playbook. And uh, hopefully it's not FC. Hopefully it's not United. (laughs) Right. Hopefully we, we stand divided and have better creative ideas to bring to the table because that cannot be what we bring.
2: The league is in discussions with Phoenix and San Diego as well. And nothing will happen See, before Diego has too much. Nothing will happen before twenty twenty three. Mm. So that's where they're at. But that's just coming into us right now. During his state of the league, the MLS commissioner saying Las Vegas is the favorite for the thirtieth team to join the MLS. Hmm. So Right on. But that's got a few years away. But it that's falls right. into football at four. A brighter because tomorrow. It would be the football yep. of the football. Coming up next, we're gonna straddle the money lines with BetQL Daily Host and Odyssey Sports Insider Joe O.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You better over here! Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You found The Playmakers.
1: Only on 1140 The Bet, Las Vegas. Back on
2: this Tuesday afternoon, and as always, we are joined by a good friend of the program, host of BetQL Daily, and Odyssey sports betting insider Joe Ostrowski. Insider calls presented by BetQL get access to data and insights the sports books don't want you to see. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Welcome back, Joe.
1: Paul and Lindsay, how are we doing on this Tuesday?
3: Not so bad. I mean, we have to be doing better than Buffalo, other than the fact that the weather, but they also lost to a team that only threw three pass attempts. Is that going to be the formula? We see everybody play the Bills uh, going forward.
1: I was disgusted at Peyton. Can we please change it up a little bit? Just a little bit. You know, Lizzie, it was one of those betting opportunities that don't happen a whole lot. And sometimes there's all this hype behind the weather uh, the total behind the game dropped from 46 to 39 and a half with people uh, all, all freaking out about the weather. And there was actually some scoring in that first quarter. And then after that, nothing. Field goal in the second quarter, field goal in the third quarter, and a field goal in the fourth quarter. So if you're into live betting, like that was that was an opportunity for you because I saw the total go up to 47 and was obviously dropping throughout the game. But uh, if you just kept betting the under, you were very happy on Monday. And Lindsey, we don't like it. We don't like it. But you asked me last week, what's the bet in the NFL? Best bet in the NFL right now. God, seven in a row. It's New England. I mean, I, I'm looking at the top of the AFC, and all of these teams are flawed. Kansas City won on Sunday night, but I was not impressed with the way that they were playing. Uh, Baltimore, they go for two. They don't pull off the victory. They can't score points all of a sudden over the last month and a half. Mm. Uh, they're clearly the best team in the AFC right now. Buffalo, seven and five on the year. Uh, I don't know that they're going to be that once we get to the postseason, but. Seven consecutive victories, and they have the best coach in the world, a terrific defense. Uh, they have as good of a shot as anybody in the AFC. You're
3: right, Joe. I, I, I have to agree with you because there's the old quote when when uh, H- hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. I'm not implying that the talented uh, quarterbacks in other positions across the AFC haven't been working hard, but there hasn't been that separation or at least consistency for me to be like, yeah, I'm going to take their talent over the Belichick, uh, just mind trust over there. It's just, it's too much. And like you said, I feel very gross on the inside and outside.
1: <laughs> we'll see how Tennessee looks coming off their bye. Uh, the Chargers have had some issues, but I, I could see the, the the bottom part, the wild card teams. This could change a whole bunch. Right now, we've got the Chargers, the Bengals, the Bills, all seven and five seeds five through seven. Shockingly, the Steelers are right there. Uh, the Colts are on bye this week, but but they're a team if they could squeeze in. And they they had that rough start to the season, I believe one and four, but they're going on this six and two run. And they're a team that can go on the road and win. They have a great offensive line. I believe in Frank Reich, terrific defense. Always the question there is, is, uh, of course, the quarterback, but they have the best running back in football as well. Uh, We'll see how the Browns look out of the bye. The Dolphins just all of a sudden they're facing a bunch of bad teams and they can't can't stop losing. Uh, The AFC is a big mess. It's like the only team that you can trust right now is New England.
2: Well, you brought up the the Steelers, and it feels like someone took the paddles and rubbed the gel on them and said clear, and all of a sudden they find themselves back in the mix again. Is this basically a defensive kind of team at this point as they try to move forward and maybe try to stake a claim to a late-season run?
1: So a week ago, I would have said no, but they were certainly impressive this week. Watt, three and a half sacks. Wormley, two more sacks. Hayward had one. I'm talking to T.J. Watt is your favorite for the defensive player of the year. Um, I, what I'm trying to figure out as we go into Thursday's game Minnesota, Baltimore, Minnesota, Pittsburgh. Rather,
3: I was say we already lost we, to them, Joe. We already lost to them.
1: <laughs> is, did you? You guys are.
3: We did in overtime football. Monday Night Football about two, three weeks ago. That seems to hit the hit the spot.
1: <laughs> um, I, I'm just trying to figure out is is what we saw in that Pittsburgh game real? Uh, they they were scoring at the end of the game. Was that because of all the secondary injuries on the Baltimore side? Was it because it's just a rivalry that always comes down to the last second? Uh, like we saw the other day, I, I'm not quite sure. I don't know what I'm going to do in that Minnesota game. I'm just still trying to figure out uh, why is Mike Zimmer employed. Correct. Especially after after what we just saw. My like God, just ended already. We know what's going to happen at the end of the season. That's his defense. And Jared Goff is putting together a 14-play drive. My God, it's it's so disgusting because the Vikings actually have the talent offensively to make the postseason and do something. But it's just week after week. Ha- They have led every game by at least six points, and they just find a way to give it up.
3: Yeah, Zimmer's game management down the stretch has always been one of his Achilles heels, and he has many, especially when it's uh, his defense, which is his strength, is as depleted. It doesn't matter because Kirk Cousins is leading that offense in a first-time head... uh offensive coordinator in the Kubiak Jr. But I, I just don't see anything uh, other than that, that pink slip for uh, Coach Zimmer, for Coach Nagy at the end of the season for your Bears. What's the point of, of having them wait out the season? Is it just, well, we know what we are. There's really no reason to disrupt it and fire you guys uh, uh, ahead of schedule here. Or, or do you think that there's more thought behind that?
1: I, I don't get it. I don't understand. We, we know what's going to happen at the end of the year um it's confusing to me maybe it adds more confusion
3: when you do fire people because then people have to step up into roles that they weren't necessarily hired to do
1: um I I think that they wanted to fire Nagy but once it went public that they were going to do that after the Thanksgiving game maybe they and the Bears win and then maybe they just decided okay let's just put it off uh this is a very dumb reason but I, but there are a lot of dumb things that go on at Hallis hall. Like they hold on to things and it just doesn't make much sense that for some reason, they have pride in the fact that they have never fired a coach mid season. So they just figure, let's just, let's just finish out the regular season, but I don't have any trust that they're going to be able to find the right person. And if they do, is that person going to figure everything out? No, I mean, it's the the, roster just doesn't have the talent. And, I think it's kind of similar in Minnesota. I I like the offensive weapons. Of course, Jefferson, terrific. But uh, defensively, man, have they really taken a step back. It feels like once the Vikings make the change at head coach, there's going to have to be a bit of a reset in the organization.
2: On the line, BetQL. BetQL. Daily host and Odyssey sports betting insider Joe Ostrowski. Joe, joining us here on the Playmakers on Tuesdays. Joe, let's. Uh, there's a living, living on the West Coast. When you watch the sun go down, right before it hits the ocean, there's like this brilliant flash of light. The Raiders and the Chiefs are coming up on Sunday. Are the Chiefs going to provide that brilliant flash of light to where the Raiders can we can kind of sunset on this season for the silver and black?
1: Uh, so right, that's how like we feel out here too. It's kind of eh. At least wipe the, like map, the Raiders. Right? Should, should I not like the Raiders? They are, they're getting nine and a half points. And, uh, you know, part of it is I just, the Chiefs coming off the bye, Andy Reid doesn't lose. And I was very disappointed in that performance against Denver on Sunday night. We saw turnovers, penalties, drops by the receivers, and they weren't able to uh, create any of the big plays that we're used to. Uh, with your Raiders, it just seems to be, come down to, are you going to get the good car or are you going to get the bad one? Uh, when he throws for 300 yards or more, they're 6-0. When he doesn't throw for 300 yards this year, um, they're 0-6. Uh, 6-0 and when 300-plus. Can they do more offensively? I think the Raiders are a little bit better than the Broncos, and it's, it's a similar situation. Uh, you're vi- on the road, divisional matchup. And the point spread's the same. Just because I think they can do more offensively, I like the Raiders getting the points. Um, and the other part is Kansas City, they just, over the years, they don't cover big numbers. They did on Sunday night, but they should not have. There, there was that pick six involved, and, man, I just, Mahomes didn't seem to look all that great. It's not like the Mahomes are used to. It, it's strange to watch Kansas City win with their defense, but that's what we saw.
3: Derek Carr is kind of like the first uh, Jeep that I had when I turned 16 where the, the heat wouldn't turn on until I got to school because it would just take so long to warm up and so I'm kind of thinking mm-hmm. that would probably happen this weekend against the Chiefs but sometimes you, you can count on those those types of things from certain players just like how I'm counting on uh, Mark andre Fleury to secure a win tonight against the Rangers at the United Center because he's going for I, I think <laughs> like his 500th starts, uh, something 100th win. Uh, how do you feel about him and about those Blackhawks because he's been able to save a few more goals than he was earlier on in the season, and all of a sudden they're putting together a few more W's than usual.
1: Well, see, I was thinking about this earlier as I was looking at the bet plays of the day and uh, I'm thinking, okay, I need to ask Lindsay. I need to get the uh, thumbs up or thumbs down on this I am this here one. for you. All right, so later tonight, Calgary, San Jose, the five-star play, obviously with the goaltending, under five and a half. Your thoughts? Oh.
3: See, I kind of like the over on that tonight because uh, the, the Flames were obviously doused the other the other night here in Vegas, and I just don't see that top division leading type of offense uh, being down for that long. And the Sharks have been able to be a much better team without Evander Kane, and they're just, it seems like they're just a very, very different squad than what we're dealing with. So I'm going to take the over tonight, so the opposite of the five-star over. bed. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah, I get it. I get, any time I see the five and a half when it's six across the board, just about everybody else, I'm, I, I'm inclined to think over too.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There, there are some goal scorers on on both sides, and both teams are running pretty warm right now, so why not bet on that continuing?
1: Yeah, and, and to answer your question about Flurry, I mean, he's he's been a nice – going on a nice run. He's won six of his last eight starts, a 171 goals against average, 944 save percentage over that stretch. Uh, may, maybe it was one of those situations. Blackhawks not a great team, no. But 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 you kind of see teams that that get get a bit of a spark when you make a head coaching change. And uh, surprising to many, that that's that's kind of what we're seeing, even though they're going through this transition period as an organization.
3: Vancouver got it last night, and I'm sure Marc-Andre Fleury's putting together quite a resume for either Vancouver or uh, Edmonton, or he's not going to Vancouver, or Colorado mm-hmm. just in a couple of months. He's going to be a very, very popular person.
1: Yes, yes, no doubt. And that's that's what the Blackhawks are, are going to have to do. They should be very active uh, at the upcoming deadline.
3: On the
2: line, host of EQL Daily Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Joe O. Joe, my, my college football question du jour are we just going to hand it over to Bryce Young, or should we bet on anybody else in the Heisman race this Saturday?
1: Um, a lot of sports books already took it off the board. What a remarkable performance uh, that we saw! The ones that still have it up, it's minus six thousand. So, for context, that means if you bet hundred dollars on Bryce Young to win the Heisman, you'd win a dollar and sixty-seven cents. <laughs> I mean, it was over. It was over. Nobody was picking them to win that game. And people were calling the Georgia Bulldogs an all-time defense. And what a performance. And some of the other players that were in the race, even defensive players like Hutchinson for Michigan, it was over before Hutchinson even touched the field uh, 100%. No suspense which is shocking because going into championship Saturday, it felt like we didn't know who was going to win the Heisman, but, but now it's, it's a complete wrap. This one is 100% going to Bryce Young
3: hindsight is 2020 we all we all knew that Alabama was for real and we all knew that the mm-hmm. New York Knicks were for real last year but they're skidding right now just to make sure we get at least one of the NBA games uh, in tonight They're gonna be facing the Spurs in San Antonio who aren't playing super well themselves. How do you feel about the Spurs and their ability to keep this game close because earlier I think the spread was two and a half.
1: Yeah, yeah, this, this is interesting. It is. Uh, it did drop to one. Yeah, one of the TNT Thursdays. We only have uh, we only have three games uh, going on tonight. I would I would lean to the Spurs, but man, I liked it this morning when I was talking about this game, and uh, and we were getting three points. I, I would look to the Celtics. I mean, is it the Lakers. Every time, okay, you you think they're putting it together? They're hanging around five hundred right now. They beat a couple of bad teams. Then they lose the other day to the Clippers. Uh, The number is up to four. The Lakers getting some support, but uh, I I like the Celtics getting four points. Until I see the Lakers put a solid week together, just figuring it out with all their new players, Um, it it looks like everyone's going to be good to go, LeBron and AD. But, you know, with uh, one basketball, they just haven't been able to figure figure it out yet. Uh, I would take the underdog with Boston.
3: Let's hope those Marcus Smart Pep Talks have really gotten to the hearts and minds of the, of the Celtics <laughs> proud. Joe,
2: thanks for hanging out with us this week, friend, and may all your bets be winners. Thank you, Paul and Lindsay. All right, that's the host of BetQL Daily, Odyssey Sports betting insider, Joe Ostrowski. Be sure to listen to the BetQL Daily podcast for more of Joe's analysis. Just search out BetQL wherever you find your podcast.
0: The Playmakers rolls on for your Tuesday. Lindsey Brown and Paul Eihander, the Playmakers exclusively on 1140 The Bet
2: I just feel the vibe right you're now You're feeling all. it
3: We didn't want to yeah. ruin it No With our voices No, not Our really. opinions
2: Yeah, that's when we get in trouble Yeah, true Quit speaking up Just
3: They're Like, just like Stop saying what you're saying Right like, Well, it's kind of like The job, though
2: I suppose Technically. we could he could just play music for the next 10 minutes.
3: I mean, we could, but that's <laughs> right? what uh, right? people's free time is for. What are you talking
2: about we just uh, let's pretend, you know, here I'll charge you 12 bucks for a water. Yeah. And we'll just,
3: you know. I'd like to finish the show. I mm-hmm. like I'd like to do the final 10 minutes. Sure. I'd we like to. We can knock this it. up. Right on.
2: Uh, as we roll into the end of the year, uh, it's really about trying to figure out what 2020 21 will be remembered for in the sports world. As I went back and started looking for things to talk about, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. We've had reboots and restarts of most like professional sports leagues. Yeah. We like, had two
3: hockey seasons in this one year.
2: <laughs> we did. We had two hockey seasons. Mm-hmm. We had uh, the weekend become a meme at the halftime show in the Super Bowl. Remember that? That seems yeah. so long ago, right? Him walking through all the mirrors and stuff?
3: Yep. That does seem like forever ago. The right.
2: weekend. Can...
3: Yeah, we're like, that's an enclosed space. Did everybody get tested in there? All the dancers? We're good to go. You know? Yeah. It was a weird bit. That was... Who won the Super Bowl last year? Tampa Bay. It was Tampa.
2: Right. It was in Tampa. That was the whole... That's the right. Whole exciting part about the Super Bowl was the fact that there was that halftime show.
3: That's true.
2: And then it was all the off-the-field stuff that sports will be remembered for in 2021.
3: I don't know. Like... The Olympics was pretty good this time around, those Summer Olympics. Like, Nellie Korda, do you remember when she had, like, that monster first day for, for Team USA Golf? And yeah. she I forget what she shot, but it was, like, some ridiculous... She was, like, flirting with 59 or something like that, or maybe even 57. You're just like, what? Um, And she ended up, you know, winning the gold medal, because that's what we do. Uh, or... Remember the Bobby Fink character, the swimmer that was like always about fourth place till the final 50 meters or so? And then all of a sudden, it was like he was out of a cannon. Yeah. He won the uh, freestyle golds in the 800 and the 1500 swims. And then when Phil was almost taken by the crowd, when golf got its first crowd back after the pandemic. That's right. He got swallowed up at the
2: championship. At the
3: championship and he was just like yeah it was kind of freaky and we were watching we're like ah uh, there's way too many people for security to be able to <laughs> right. deal with that right guess we're what like,
2: he didn't get covid by the way
3: no but but he did win a PGA and and you know just like how tiger in 2019 not not a whole lot of people anticipated another major added to his resume and so that was a a, a really cool moment in addition to like Colin Morikawa winning a couple US Open in the in the just the british yeah he had
2: a monster year yeah yeah, not 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 didn't come out of nowhere. Obviously, a UNLV guy. Yeah. Uh, but you no, just know. win
3: two majors in a year, like like that's normal. Like Jordan Speeth did it a few years back. And we're like, oh my god, look at this! And you get nearly as much steam for Colin right. Well, you
2: hope for there's you hope for there's uh, sustainability when it comes to his game, and he's he's Absolutely. played he's played fairly well.
3: Well, he played well in the Olympics too.
2: Yeah, rolling right through it.
3: Yeah, he's got a great swing. It's all about health. You just make sure you don't grind down the wrong parts.
2: that's true that's very true Mm -hmm. it's an unusual year going back and sitting in stands I remember there was a point to where you could sit in the stands without a mask and then you had to sit in the stands with a mask and then you had to go back and the return of crowds made it that much more special when it came to Around the entire world, not just in selected portions yeah. of the planet. Where... Like where
3: we, we, it was Game Seven for us for the Gold Knights in the first round, and we were like one of six buildings that were allowing people in in general, but ours was full. Right. Yeah. But also in that same season, the first game, and they played the Ducks. There was literally no one in there. One of the most bizarre hockey experiences I've ever had in my life was watching the first NHL game with no fans. Yeah, you
2: had you it was so cold. You had like ball games starting the year with no fans in the stands. It was just yeah. like here, two teams are playing football here, and it'll be on TV. Mm-hmm. And two teams are playing soccer here and it'll be on TV somewhere here in, you know, in the United States. You're like, okay, well, that's great. Right. You know, but it doesn't, it doesn't match. It's, it's the one thing it's like, and I've seen videos and, you know, I've gone to gatherings and I know you've gone to gatherings and things like that. There's something special about the energy in a full building mm-hmm. when it comes to just that's, An engaged what, full that's building what sports too. always misses is, mm-hmm. you know, when you know, it's it's always the you know, the jokes are like, oh, it was a you know doubleheader, day night doubleheader in baseball, and you know, 120 people showed up for the first one because it was a cancellation of a game the night before, but then 20,000 people show up for the for the night action. and You're like, that's what it was missing. It's the hum, right? You know, it's the buzz. Even if your team's just getting shelled, right? It doesn't really matter. And you know, it's that it's the adage about oh, oh, it makes do I get it to feel leave like it makes
3: it makes the sports feel alive than rather just something that happens to be on just gets kind of classified with the rest of TV when you don't really know or you don't really see that it's happening along with other people to witness it. It's just so odd. I, we'll look back on, you know, 2020 and the after years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years down the line, be just like, what were we, what was going on? How bizarre of an experience. But uh, there's just so many things I never anticipated having to to talk about, go through, witness, uh, ever. And that was just, like, normal. That's why we're having trouble being like, okay, so, like, what happened this year? Because even when you're talking about championships and stuff like that, it just didn't hook into the memory nearly as as deep as it usually does. And, I mean, I don't remember everybody that wins everything every year, but I there's been a but, lot more loss in the shuffle this time Right, but there's
2: usually, a, there's usually singular moments throughout mm-hmm. a year that you can kind of pin your hat on when it comes to this I mean, like, right now here at the end of this year, we're seeing a lot of, you know, the movement, you know, the Lincoln Riley move from sure. Oklahoma to USC and, and, you know, Marc Andre Fleury could, could do something tonight in terms of historical significance, you know, right. for not just, you know, him personally, but, you know, for the NHL in general. No,
3: but if we ask, if we ask anybody what happened to Marc Andre Fleury in 2021, it's not going to be whether or not he got to 500 wins no. or 900 starts. It's to be, so they traded you for a bag of pucks and then they sent it back. Yep. Right. Yeah. Locally, that's, and maybe that's just that's, the negativity we biologically gravitate towards and focus more on because if we keep putting our hand on the stove and don't learn from it guess what we're not gonna be around for very long sure
2: there's still good there i mean there's good there and we've been focusing on a lot of the good things no we absolutely do we just don't remember
3: them as as succinctly right
2: because they're not these holy goodness moments where we're all gonna go crazy it's right you know i I i'm wired to remember the bad stuff right and i'm just i'm jogging my memory i'm like you know asia wilson got a freaking statue you know, that put was up, this year? Put up, put up of her, you yeah, know?
3: They won gold medals. They, and the yeah. 3v3 won gold medals. They won gold medals, yeah. Teams yeah. won gold medals. And then they lost in the before we got to the finals, but that's well,
2: okay. Yeah, and now half that front office is gone. Yeah, they all went to, big time changes. They all left.
3: Uh, it'll, 2022, I think, will be a very big change type of year because you had a lot of players and teams maybe taking the safe route, like re-signing. Like Ryan Getzlaff, just for example, he's having a great year and so are the Ducks, but he was exploring his options in free agency. They were looking to trade him towards the deadline last year, but COVID, what have you. Maybe he doesn't have as many teams call him or the dollar amounts aren't aren't comparable. So he ends up staying in Anaheim, but that only goes on for so long. Like you can only have Chara playing one year deals in the NHL for so long before we get to the next chapter where he isn't an NHL player anymore.
2: Yeah. I always, I thought right now we'd be talking about Trevor Lawrence's brilliance, not Mac Jones's steadiness. I mean, really like that's
3: yeah, but that's kind of par for the course that you, if you're the number one overall pick, you usually go to a team that's crappier, and therefore you have a tougher first year.
2: You yeah, were looking for more, I guess. Yeah, you know, just something a little bit more.
3: Yeah, well, maybe if they had the right leadership in the right positions, maybe they would be you know, two more. Win,
2: two wins is not sexy. Yeah, that's for sure. When not. you're on, when you're on par with the Jets and just slightly better than the Lions. Yep. That's uh, exactly. You know, eat some eat some kneecaps and
3: and just think Mac Jones is this is just the reality where he ended up in the Patriots. He could have ended up how many different other places? Because just draft day just happened to go the way that it did. But
2: it works for him. Oh, absolutely. It, it absolutely works absolutely. for him. Absolutely. Yeah, 22 will be a – one's a transitional year, right? Exactly. Because we all kind of That's figure I mean. out where we need to be sitting, what kind of chairs we need interlude. to be It's an
3: interlude. It's an interlude right now.
2: Yeah, we have plenty of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's always fun to look back.
3: It is. It'd be nicer to look back on, like, Champions that we had or like shared zip codes with, but maybe next year. Yeah, maybe. Maybe
2: nothing. Well, we get no.
3: Hockey would be in twenty two if it happens.
2: Yeah, not this. I
3: like the number twenty two better than twenty one, though. Do you? It's one of the very few where I like an uh, an even number over an odd one. Lost
2: enough money at the tables playing blackjack.
3: No, thankfully I've I've managed (laughs) to stay away from those. But uh, I hope to have that problem again someday. That would be okay. That'd be a great time. I really love to double down on a on an eleven and get an ace just to just to feel that burn again be great One,
2: this dollar blackjack I think it oh yo
3: can't it's not in our budget and no, i Paul, we can't do that we can only no. play on our phone and it just the disappointment doesn't burn the same it does it no yeah
2: well there's no skin in the game unless it would be like okay your phone's gonna turn off for there's 20 no dealer minutes you to, to tip anyways <laughs>
3: because i'm like oh, i'll pay it forward and maybe the karma will bring the cards back right. in my favor it's the
2: good news is you can when you play blackjack on your phone you can get up go to the bathroom come back and you know, know this is ta- true it's taking your seat
3: one-stop shop
2: yeah it helps all right, betQL tonight, or I bet MGM tonight. Coming up next with Trista Quentin, and Ryan. Stick around for that. We're back tomorrow because that's what we do: get your preview of that Stars Nights game. That's going to be insane. Woo! Mark, she's Lindsay. I'm Paul. That's a wrap of the Playmakers for your Tuesday
3: sports and other things.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.